Mysterious-ish. Contains graphic and explicit content. Listener discretion is advised. It'll just be good. You right, be all right. You right. Yeah. So if I die, that's that's fine. Okay. So I was trying to break into my basement and kill me. So. Fuck it. Sweet. Okay. Anyways. Uh, hey. So I haven't talked to you. Not like this in a while. I know. It's been a minute. You know, because we had uh, some technical difficulties last week trying to record. <laughs> so, you know. I mean, great. listen. If it happens again, then I'm going to be fully convinced it's because of your topic. Okay, well, I can tell you right now it's not happening because it says uploading 99%. So we're so far so good. Okay, cool. <laughs> it didn't do that last week. So I think we should be good. And I did a test run before you got on and it worked. So Okay. Mm. Well, I'm just saying, like, if anything goes wrong, then it's because of your topic. For sure. Yeah. Absolutely. 100%. Yeah. See, okay. Okay, so speaking of my topic, should we just should we just jump in? Sure. Doop. You get to hear my uh, <clears throat> my script for the third or fourth or maybe seventh time. Who knows? Well, maybe I'll still laugh. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so uh, this is one that my husband's been begging for, begging me for since he found out that we were doing a conspiracy theory episode or season. So <laughs> here we go. Today, I'm dragging y'all with me into the Matrix. The Matrix. Yes, the Matrix. Merry fucking Christmas. Even though it's literally July, it's fine. Uh, so, in my notes here, I have disclaimer. Caitlin, just starting her notes here, I have basically only looked up what is the Matrix, and I'm already extremely confused. I'm only getting answers about the fucking Keanu Reeves movies, and I'm <laughs> screaming. I sincerely hope it gets better. Godspeed, listeners and Erica. <laughs> Godspeed. Um, so, Caitlin, from the future here to tell you that it gets better, I promise. But seriously, if you have questions, ask me. I'm not guaranteeing... Caitlin. Caitlin. Yes. Are you okay? That was loud. I heard that. My soul just left my body. (laughs) I can't. Oh, fucking hell. I think it was Persephone. Okay. (laughs) She... Persephone must have jumped on the door trying to get down here. Oh my <laughs> fuck. Ooh. Wow. Yep, my soul just left my body. So for listeners who are extremely confused for what just happened, um, earlier I got up to shut the door to my, my podcast room and um, I, I accidentally slammed it and then uh, when I sat back down there was a similar slamming sound. But it couldn't have been the door that I just shut because I, I, I watched it not slam. So I'm convinced that someone's in my basement trying to kill me. So it's fine. 
anyways, so the Matrix. Yeah. Uh, so basically, the Matrix is a simulation. So like, think of it like Sims, but we are the Sims. So basically, some sick fuck created us to look like whatever they wanted us to look like. And uh, I'm just saying that it's kind of rude that they didn't make me skinnier, but like, whatever. Same. <laughs> but they're just like sitting at their computer controlling our every move, you know. I want to know, like, if that's true, I want to know what I ever did to this guy for him to give me such like, like a shit life, bro. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's not really that fun. Anyways. So think about the guy playing or the person sorry who am i to assume their gender uh the person playing us playing our simulation sits us down to play sims like he literally clicks on our little computer and says play sims Be that's clever. fucking meta <laughs> anyways and oh my god and we're like free guy we're like what? the eight have you uh, never seen free guy Mm-mm. I've never even heard of that. Oh. Um, it's really good. It's with Ryan Reynolds. Oh, I love Ryan Reynolds. Yeah, it's... It. Listen, you'll have to watch it. I think it's on HBO Max. Oh. If you have HBO... Free, Free Guy. Free Guy? Yeah. Okay. It's really good. I'll have to watch it. Uh, okay. So let's get into this. Uh, first, we're going to talk about if this could even be real, and then I'm going to give you some evidence for and arguments against this theory, and then we'll get into some fun glitches in the Matrix. <clears throat> so, first of all, let's talk about if it's real or not. So, a philosopher by the name of Nick Bostrom. Ooh. Bo- Bostrom. Bostrom? I'm going to say Bostrom wrote a paper in 2003 about the existence of the simulation that we, quote, live in. He argues that the, the, good, good English, Caitlin, he argues that the most probable outcome is that an advanced civilization will survive long enough to be able to develop the technology to create various simulated worlds. We have sort of already done that, like I said, with, like, you know, the video game The Sims and then virtual reality. Sure, it doesn't, like, feel real, but technology could potentially advance to that state. Or, um, <clears throat> you know, maybe it already has, and we, we just don't know it. <laughs> you know? Mm-hmm. So, I, another uh, guy whose name is Rizwan Verk, um, he's a computer scientist, and he believes that there are many simulated realities and one base reality. He says, quote, therefore, which reality are you most likely to be in? The 99 simulated realities or the one base reality? You're more likely to be in the 99. Um, He said something else that mildly fucked me up. He said, quote, in video games, we only render the world when you need to see it. That suggests we live in a rendered world where reality only exists when it is observed. So like, think of Minecraft. When you're playing Minecraft, you can change your settings to only load so many chunks at a time. And it like as you explore your area, more of the the world loads or renders as you're walking around and looking around. So like when you're playing Minecraft, you can be walking and you can turn and then watch like the the hills and the the trees and the everything else like load 
So basically, he just said that everything is only loaded as we need to see it. Does that make sense? Yes. My mind is just blown. That this whole episode is going to be just like a a big old mind fuck. Beautiful. Essentially, what what he's saying is that things only happen as we experience them and the rest of the world doesn't exist. This is something that, that crosses my mind quite frequently, actually. Um, like, like, sure, I know other people exist and they have lives and experiences that I, like, could never know of. Like, there are plenty of people on this planet that I know, or that I have no fucking idea exist, and they have no fucking idea that I exist. Mm-hmm. I get that. But outside of my friends and family circles, there are literally billions, ba billions of people living their lives that have no idea that I exist, that you exist, like billions of people. Right. They are experiencing their world. That's it. Even people who, like, do know me, extended family members, you know, co-workers and friends from elementary school, people that I have crossed paths with, they're all living their lives doing their own thing. But, like, what if they weren't? What if each individual person was in their own simulation and the people they interacted with only interacted with them when the person controlling the simulation wakes them up to interact with the said person. You know? I do. Like Erica. I keep hitting my microphone because I'm talking very violent with you, violently with my hands. Erica, what if you are just like constantly asleep? In my simulation, you are asleep until I send you a text message or a Snapchat, or a whatever, or it's time for us to record. What if you're, in my simulation, you're just constantly sleeping until you need to interact with me to fit my simulation? Then why am I so tired? (laughs) Okay, same. But, like, you... You don't, because you have a life and you have, like, a job, so... And I know that, and I know that... But I don't witness every inch, every, every inch, every second of your life. So how do I know that you're not just sleeping and only waking to interact with me? You know? I can make a vlog. (laughs) (laughs) But then, but then if you really think about it, if you think about it deeper, how do you know that it's real? Like, what if you, even with my proof, you may still wonder like, oh. Right. That doesn't make. (laughs) Wow. Stop. This one gave me... This is why I didn't want to do this topic. This is why every single time Dylan was like, oh, just do the Matrix. I was like, no, because it's going to hurt my fucking brain. And guess what? It hurts my fucking brain. (laughs) Oh, my God. So if this is true, then that means that there has to be a a person or a, a thing on the other side running the simulation like we are the ones that play sims there has to be someone playing our simulation playing quote unquote so who and or what might that be some people think it's your favorite aliens Ooh, yes but um bostrom thinks that it's future versions of ourselves so a philosopher from new york university says it's quote a programmer in the next universe up and that it, quote, may just be a teenager hacking on a computer and running five universes in the background, 
but it might be someone who is nonetheless omniscient, all-knowing, and all-powerful about our world. Hmm. So it could just be like a teenager, or it could be future versions of ourselves. Like, um, I don't know how to explain that. Like, later on down the road and we're re- like a Black Mirror episode. You know what I mean? Like, it's, there is a Black Mirror episode. Or is that Black Mirror? Where they get plugged into the water thing. Like, they lay in the tank. Or maybe it's a movie. I have not seen it, so I don't know. I feel like I'm, I feel like I'm picturing Hugh Jackman. Hmm. He, like, you, like, lay in the little water tank, and then you can relive, like, past memories, but it gets really dangerous, and then you might end up, like, being stuck there. Oh. I can't think of it. I think it's actually a movie, and I'm pretty sure uh, Hugh Jackman's in it. I'm not sure. But either way, it could be, like, us, or an alien, or a teenager, or, you know, a literal, like, god. Whatever. Anyways. That's a hell of a spectrum there. So here's a quote that will uh, definitely make your brain hurt. From our pal, pal, from our pal, Rizwan Verk, quote, Simply because we perceive the world as real and material doesn't mean that it is so. In fact, the findings of quantum physics may shed some doubt on the fact that the material universe is real. The more that scientists look for the material in the material world, the more they find that it doesn't exist. So nothing is real, and we are all figments of some teenager Sims game. So do you think the Sims that we play, like, is like us? I think that, you know how in some video games you can, like, play other video games? Like, even in our Sims, you can sit down and have have your Sims play, um... The one retro video game with the ball and that hits the bricks. Uh-huh. Brick breaker. Fucking Christ. And, uh, you know how it's like that. Uh-huh. So maybe, maybe like, God, that's so fucking <laughs> insane. Because if we are Sims, if we are simulations, and there's someone above us playing our si- simulation, then that means that. He is controlling our simulation, and if we're playing Sims, then we can control their simulation, and then their simulation, in their simulation, they can be playing video games, and it's just never-ending. I didn't want to do this topic. (laughs) Damn it! Okay, okay, okay. So, let's talk about how in-depth this computer program would have to be. Bostrom, from earlier, he says that the computer program would have to keep track of Quote, the detailed belief states in all human brains at all times. So that means that whatever this is needs to be powerful enough to keep track of 7.7 billion people at once. Constantly. Now, let me, let me tell you a little story. So I came up with a wonderful idea for a Dungeons & Dragons campaign based on a book series. Yes, I'm a nerd. I'm not sorry about it. So I'm learning how to be a dungeon master, and I did one session with my husband, who has been DMing for a very, very long time. Um, There was one point where there were six uh, non-player characters, NPCs, um, and I did not intend for Dylan to fight them, but he did. So I had to keep track of six people, not their entire fucking consciousness either. I didn't have to keep track of every single thought 
that they had, every single life experience that they had, I literally just had to keep track of their health and their attacks. And when I tell you that I was so fucking overwhelmed, that's an understatement. Now, imagine a computer doing that for every single soul on this planet, planet as it enters, lives, and exits their existence. Hmm. Every single person that has ever walked this planet. There are 7.7 billion people on Earth right now. But the Earth is, you know, hundreds of quadrillion years old. I just said years is. Listen, it's fine. Everything's fine. Like, that's that. The program that would have to run our simulation and keep track of everything would have to be so insanely fucking powerful that like our brains couldn't even fathom it like i don't know i don't this one hurts my head (laughs) i'm trying to process it all i i know i know so anyways um bostrom goes on to say that the program would have to sense observations for every single person before they happen in order to provide details about what was about to happen So this means, like, um, if you're standing outside, then the program is going to have to predict um, your um, observation of birds, of cars, of other people, of sounds, interactions, literally everything that occurs in a person's day-to-day life. Now, if something were to go wrong and the simulation were to fail, then the director of the simulation could just, quote, edit the states of any brains that have become aware of an anomaly before it spoils the simulation. Alternatively, the director could skip back a few seconds and rerun the simulation in a way that avoids the program. Or problem, sorry. Unquote. So, is this, or is this not, some fucking Black Mirror shit? Did you ever watch Black Mirror? No. Oh my god, watch it. It's on Netflix. It's so good. Every episode is like a different story, so it's a lot like American horror stories. But like right. it's so good. Some of the episodes will literally have your brain just like completely fucked up. Hmm. But also a lot of it is like like there's some sort of um moral to be learned from it. It's really it's really good show. I seriously highly recommend it. So um anyways, it yeah, it's good. Uh back to uh Burke. Um, He says that the technology necessary for this type of simulation is actually on its way into existence. No biggie. It's fine. Um, He says that we need to uh, better understand the human consciousness and how it works so that we can produce conscious AI. Otherwise, we could, quote, trick our consciousness into thinking that we are in reality when we are in a video game. So the non-player characters would have to exhibit intelligent human-like behavior that passes the Turing test. And the Turing test is the one that determines whether a computer can think. AKA, it can provide original thoughts rather than imitating something they've been told before. So non-player characters would be um, people who are, you know, driving past you while you're driving down the road or people you bump into at the grocery store, your cashier, your, um, your manicurist, like people, people who don't directly interact with you on a daily basis. So like my husband is not a non-player character because 
I I have so many interactions with him a day. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But like even my, what does that mean? Uh, huh. What does that mean for like my coworkers? You know what I mean? I work in a factory. Like, Oof. there's like so many of them. How? And, but they would all technically be non-player characters. But like. But really oh my, though, oh what if my. they're just standing there? You're right. What if they're just standing there when I'm not paying attention? Like, how am I supposed to know that the people on the other side of the factory are actually doing what they're supposed to supposed to be doing? Right. People in my immediate vicinity, okay, sure, they have to look like they're doing something. And, like, the people on my line, before and after me, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, moving on to evidence. Hmm. <laughs> So, um, the biggest piece of evidence is the Mandela effect. And for those who don't know, this is the belief that claims that Nelson Mandela's death was covered in the 1980s, but he didn't actually die until 2013. This phenomenon also extends to supposedly well-known things, the most common one being the Shazam movie that starred Sinbad, but this movie never existed. So there are tons of other examples, but I'm not going to get into them because I could go on and on and on and on forever and ever and ever about the Mandela effect. But this Mandela effect is proof that the director of our simulation is either changing the past or creating parallel universes in which individuals have crossed over from a different universe. So like along with the, this matrix theory comes the multiverse theory. And I can't get into that because the Matrix was too fucking much for my brain. <laughs> but the multiverse theory is like, so. Mm. if you ever watched um, the CW's The Flash or if you saw, you know, Spider-Man No Way Home, mm-hmm. then it makes sense to you. But But the multiverse theory is basically that there are tons of other universes where uh, different decisions that you have made in your life branch off into different versions of your life. So like in some universe, there is some multiverse, there is a version of me who is not friends with Erica. There's a version of me who is not married to Dylan. There's a version of me who, you know, never went to college to be a music teacher. Like, there's all these different versions of who you are in all of these different parallel universes. Right. <sighs> okay, everything's <laughs> fine. Uh, well, I hope another me is living her best life. Me too. Me, I hope the girl, I hope the me that didn't go to, go to college to be a music teacher is thriving. I hope it's she got to thriving. be like a fucking zookeeper or some shit. Yes. I hope there's another version of me out there who is like exceptionally good at math. Oh, same. And science. Oh, listen, I'm sure they're all out there living their best lives. But I'm sure there's also another version of me who had the exact same childhood that I did and did not turn out as objectively well as I did. Mm, right. You know what I right. mean? Because mm-hmm. your girl didn't have a good child, a real easy childhood, but I'm not in jail. <laughs> I've never been to jail. I've never so, been to jail. I'm sure there are versions of me in other universes that, you know, have been to jail. So 
Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's the best way. I, that's the best way to look at it. Oh God. Okay. Anyways, back to the Matrix. Oh, another piece of evidence is supposedly climate change. <laughs> uh, this claim suggests that our creators are using our simulation to uh, help solve an energy crisis. So basically, if we in our simulation find a solution that works, our creators will end our simulation and take their take our ideas for their own universe. So that's fine. Our, mm, <laughs> our whole fate is resting in these <laughs> creators' hands. And if it's really just them trying to end climate change on their own their own planet, universe, whatever, then they're just gonna be like, oh, let's, okay, we got the solution, and then they're just gonna push the power button on us, and then then what? <laughs> so you're telling me that I went to, um, to, to high school and to college and I had a wedding and I'm going through all this bullshit just so these stupid fucks can just push the power button on my life? <laughs> what? Fuckers. <laughs> <laughs> this is why I didn't want to do The Matrix because now I'm having an existential crisis. <laughs> it's okay, it's, it's not fine. real. <laughs> it's fine. Okay, thirdly, there are... Um, the extremely realistic video games. So there's this dude named uh, Elon Musk. I don't know if you've <laughs> ever heard of him. <laughs> He's like super poor, and I think he like invented a car or something. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. Anyways, <laughs> Elon. Elon. Says, <laughs> Elon says, "Quote: Forty years ago, we had Pong, two rectangles and a dot." Now, 40 years later, we have photorealistic 3D with millions playing simultaneously. If you assume any rate of improvement and, uh, improvement at all, then the games will become indistinguishable from reality, even if that rate advancement drops by 1,000 from what it is now. It's a given that we're clearly on a trajectory that we're going to have games that are indistinguishable from reality. It would seem to follow that the odds that we're in in base reality is one in billions so essentially mr musk thinks that we're in a simulation because video games are like super cool now so we're a video game yeah you know what i dig that <laughs> <laughs> okay um a couple more points here first physics yes physics <laughs> tell us that if that we are in fact living in a simulation a cosmologist from MIT named Max Tegmark says, quote, If I were a character in a computer game, I would also discover eventually that the rules seemed completely rigid and mathematical. So basically, because objects fall to the ground instead of floating off into space, because something in motion will stay in motion until it is stopped by an external force, because physics, we live in a simulation. It's what? So, so, so that Max... Miss Max, I don't know if it's Mr. or Miss, sorry. Max says that, that, uh, the quote is, if I were a character in a computer game, I would also discover eventually that the rules seemed completely rigid and mathematical. So, like, you know, 
gravity. If I drop my phone, like if I am holding my phone in midair and then I let go of it, it's going to fall to the ground. It's not going to float off into space. Like mm-hmm. that's that's a rule of living on Earth. Mm. Max is suggesting that because because we have all of these very strict rules of physics like gravity and like you know the law of motion or whatever the fuck it is and like the the newton's bullshit i don't know science and uh because of all of these things we are living in a simulation i see okay keep just just keep going (laughs) next we cannot actually prove that we're not living in a simulation why? Well, because according to uh, NYU philosopher David Chalmers, quote, you're not going to get proof that we're not in a simulation because any evidence that we could get or that we get could be simulated. In short, I fucking hate it here and my brain hurts. <laughs> Hello, Mr. or Ms. Creator person. Could you please, like... Make me skinny, give me a baby, and make my back stop hurting. Thanks. That'd be great. I really appreciate it. <laughs> okay, now that we're all having an existential crisis, or is it just me? Let's talk <laughs> about why the simulation theory is implausible. <sighs> Maybe this will make me feel better. Maybe. Harvard physicist Lisa Randall says, quote, It's just not based on well-defined probabilities. The argument says you'd have lots of things that want to simulate us. I actually have a problem with that. We are mostly interested in ourselves. Why simulate us? I mean, there's so many things to be simulating. I don't know why this higher species would want to bother with us. Or the article that I got that quote from made me giggle because the next thing that it said was, quote, She has a point. See? Expansive and ever-growing evidence that human development is destroying the natural world. Big facts. <laughs> we suck. <laughs> um, but if that's the case, to play uh, devil's advocate here, uh, the simulation could be due to the climate change exper- evidence above, you know? It's all just like a bunch of back and forth and... Uh, yes. Mm-hmm. So another argument is based on an article written by two physicists in 2017. This article and experiment proved that a classical computing technique called Quantum Monte Carlo (laughs) was insufficient to simulate a quantum computer itself. This Quantum Monte Carlo is used to simulate the particles that make up the universe. So this breakthrough, breakthrough, Jesus, proves that it is... Oh my god. This breakthrough... Hi, yes, can you turn off my simulation? (laughs) Can you reboot it? It's having it's it's glitching. This breakthrough proves that because it is impossible to simulate a quantum computer, it would be impossible to simulate the universe. Okay, that makes sense. Quote: The researchers calculated that just storing information about a couple hun- couple of hundred electrons would require a computer memory that would physically require more atoms than exist in the universe. So, like okay. I said earlier, it would just be the computer program necessary to run a simulation for 7.7 billion people would be unfathomable. Right. So, here here's an argument that I would like to pose that's going it's going to get a little bit deep. 
So, if we are in a simulation, why is there racism, sexism, homophobia, child abuse, sexual assault, murder? Why do all of these terrible things happen? Is, right. this, a, is this a glitch in their simulation that make people think this way? Do we actually have the free will to choose our beliefs? Be- beliefs? Sorry. And, you know, like a little less deep than that. Why the fuck do bugs like mosquitoes and wasps and fleas exist? <laughs> like, unless the creator's goal is to sit back and let shit happen just to see what happens. This is the worst game of Sims ever. They just want to see us suffer. No shit, I'm mad. <laughs> They're just like, ooh, I'm gonna throw in this mosquito and see what happens. What, the, what purpose do mosquitoes serve? Nothing. None. Period. At least, like, bees do their pollination shit. But, like, and what's the point of wasps? And why fleas? Fl- think of, think of, if fleas didn't exist, then we would have never had the bubonic plague. <laughs> I'm just saying, whoever... Our creator is just wanted to watch us suffer a little bit. Sure did. Bitches. All right. So now I'm going to tell you some glitch in the Matrix stories from Reddit. Bet. So um, this is the the R glitch in the Matrix subreddit. And it is from... Oh. <laughs> the user's name... Username. The user's username is Piglungs with a Z. <laughs> I like it. So, uh, Longs says, this one is kind of mundane, but it still fucks me up and confuses me more than anything I've ever experienced. So when I was 16, I got my first job as a camp counselor and my mom bought me a nice pair of hiking boots as a gift. I wore them all summer, but when it was time for me to pack and go home, I absolutely could not find them, even though I'd worn them the day before. I searched everywhere and even had my co-workers help me search and we found nothing. I even searched everywhere once I got home just in case, but neither me or my family could find them there either. I kind of accepted that I wasn't going to find them and I felt bad, but I eventually forgot about it. Well, three years later, I was packing my things to move out of my parents' house. While grabbing a bag from under the sideboard table in the dining room, I noticed a pair of shoes underneath, too, so I grabbed them to put them away. Lo and behold, it was the fucking boots. Keep in mind, the legs on the sideboard were long enough that there's no way they would have gone unnoticed under there since we kept our shoes under it often. All of my family members denied putting them there, and we thoroughly searched everything or everything the first time I lost them since they were expensive. Also, I didn't even originally lose them in the house. This shit still boggles my mind to this day, and I still can't think of an explanation that lines up with where I actually lost them. Hmm. So, Pig Lungs here lost his little hiking boots uh, at camp, and then they friggin' appeared at his house. Their house. Sorry. That's a little sussy-wussy if you ask me. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no shit. Okay, let's see. Got another one here. Okay, this one is posted by MI6553321, and it's titled, My wallet was in the wrong car. I wasn't sure if I wanted to post this at, at first, but the more I think about it, I can't explain what happened. I can't explain what happened. 
A couple of weeks ago, I was out grocery shopping. Afterward, I stopped for gas as I was below a quarter of a tank. No issues there. I got home, took the groceries in through the front door, and put them away. About an hour later, I was getting ready to go to work. I couldn't find my wallet. I had it to pay for the gas, so it must be in the car. I tore apart my car. No wallet. Now I was starting to freak out. I can't go to work without my wallet. It has the car, or it has the card that opens the gate to the parking garage. At this point, I could barely make it to work on time. My wife was going to see a friend and was getting ready to leave herself. She got in her car, which was in the closed garage, and my wallet was on the driver's seat. And the receipt for the gas was on the driver's seat. I never went into the garage. I park outside. Too much stuff in the garage to fit both cars. I usually don't even drive her car. Yet my car had a full tank of gas and hers was at about half tank. She asked why I was in her car. I swore to her that I wasn't. I have no idea what happened or why my wallet was in her car. I even checked the engines. Hers cold, mine warm. A real glitch. I've never experienced a glitch before. This messed me up pretty good. So this guy's wallet just like blooped into his wife's car. <laughs> okay. Oh, man. I call those shelf elves. What? Yeah, like, if something goes missing, and, like, I look, like, I know I looked, and it just ends up popping up, I say, damn, shelf elves. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I've heard of that a lot. Like, um, one of the podcasts that I listen to has, like, ghosts in her childhood house. And so she had a bunch of shit always pop up in the wrong place. Like, she literally lost her uh, retainer and couldn't find it for weeks and weeks and weeks. And then one day she came down to the living room and it was just sitting on the couch. Like, no, I'm sure my retainer was not just sitting on the couch for weeks and weeks and weeks. You know? Right. So maybe it was a glitch in the Matrix or maybe it was a ghost. You know? Who knows? You never know supernatural glitch in the matrix it's all the same i mean it might as well be at this point (laughs) okay uh one more this one (laughs) this one really fucked me up but it is posted by baby loves gorgonzola (laughs) like the cheese (laughs) same okay this one is titled Heard a phone conversation in July about someone's illness. They didn't get ill until October. My mom's sister Lucy was married to my uncle Bruce for 20 plus years. I have three cousins, their children. Lucy and Bruce got divorced about 15 years ago after he was found to be cheating on my aunt. We supported my aunt through the ordeal. He left and we cut off communication with him. I have never seen him again. My cousins kept him in their lives though, mostly for practical reasons. Last July... We invited the cousins and their children to our apartment complex to swim on a hot day. I sensed that something felt off with one cousin. He was on his cell phone talking and pacing. I briefly overheard part of a conversation. Cousin was discussing with his dad's girlfriend how they were going to force his dad, Uncle Bruce, to go to the hospital because he was in dire health and needed to go for his treatments. But he didn't want to go. I didn't say anything figuring I'd overheard something private. But I did tell my mom and sister that day. I guess Uncle Bruce is really sick and they and they are having trouble getting him to do the treatments. I overheard cousin on the phone. Does Aunt Lucy know? Fast forward to a few weeks ago. 
Cousins let us all know their father had passed. He was in great health at 70 years old, active, traveling, working out until around Halloween, when he suddenly noticed a lump on his body and went to get it checked out. It was an aggressive cancer that quickly began destroying his body. He went from fine at diagnosis to not fine by Christmas. They had a hard time getting him to go to treatments because he didn't see the point, and so they had to have his girlfriend step in and motivate him to do so. Very stressful situation. I later found out my cousin had been in the process of breaking up with his girlfriend the day, the day in July we went swimming. That's why he was talking on his phone, pacing. His father wasn't sick yet. He had no symptoms yet. Therefore, he was not talking about his father's illness or treatment that day. There was no illness or treatment to talk about because it hadn't happened yet. That didn't happen until late October, when the illness came on very suddenly. Was this a time slip? A glitch? I have two witnesses with whom I discussed this in July, right after it happened. My mom even asked my aunt if he had been sick because I'd overheard something before he got sick. So that one could be like, I don't know, like she just misheard something on, like misheard a conversation and like misunderstood something, but it is pretty crazy still that like, you know, she heard that they were having, she or she thought she heard that they were having issues getting Uncle Bruce to go to treatment. And then lo and behold, when he actually gets sick, they're having trouble getting him to go to treatment. Right. So it is a little strange, but like, I don't know. It, it could be. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I love Glitch in the Matrix stories, except they, they freak me out a lot. They <laughs> freak me out. Mm-hmm. Um, so there was also that one that I made you listen to. Do you remember that? The one and That's Why We Drink that I made yeah, you listen like, to? Yes, like very little. With the It had to do with like black-eyed kids and mm-hmm. um, that one freaked me out. I like literally couldn't couldn't believe that one that one really fucking freaked me out i don't remember the episode it was a listener tale or a listener story whatever but um yeah that one got me okay okay (laughs) i I don't know do you think we live in a simulation i mean we could but i feel like i don't feel differently about it you know what i mean no what do you mean like we may live in a simulation but like I don't care. (laughs) Like, I don't know. Just because, like, I don't even know how to, like, explain it. Honestly, this is going to sound really um, depressing and uh, uh, depressing. But our lives are so insubstantial in the grand scheme of things anyways. Why does it matter if we are living in a simulation? Right. You know? Mm Mm-hmm. Exactly. So I get it. But it still freaks me out that, you know, someone could just, like, decide that they're done playing playing our simulation and just power it off, and then what? And then what? Yeah. No, I don't know. So, That's a good question, I guess, yeah. But, personally, I don't, I don't think we're living in a simulation. I think there's a lot of things that... There's too many things that can be scientifically explained away for my, for my brain to truly put faith in this one. Mm-hmm. And it just like I don't want to think about it <laughs> because as you as you saw it it gives me anxiety. <laughs> it right. me the fuck out. <laughs> I don't want to think about it. Thanks though. <laughs> but I don't I don't know. No, this one freaks me out a lot. But no, right. I I don't 
I don't honestly think that we're living in a simulation. Yeah, I don't think so either. I think there are a lot of things that could point to, you know, um, okay, that's that's very strange. Um, mm-hmm. Maybe something happened. I don't fucking know. Like the Mandela effect and all of these glitches in the, quote, glitch in the matrix at glitch. What the fuck? Glitches in the matrix. Like, I don't know. I feel like I don't I don't know how to explain the weird things, but I don't think that the simulation is the explanation. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm so glad this is out of my brain now. <laughs> Cause um good Jesus Christ. Anyways, um that's all folks. Enjoy your existential dread. <laughs> And uh, send us your Glitch in the Matrix stories, because I would love to hear them. Ooh, yes. Yes. Send them to mysteriousishpod at gmail.com. Or you can go to our little uh, contact page on our website, mysteriousishpod.com. Sorry, I don't even know our own website. Oof. (laughs) It's fine. Well, this is episode 19, Erica. And you know what that means. That means that we're about to record our last episode of this season. Hell yeah, brother. Oh, yeah. Listen, <laughs> I saw a post the other day that referred to someone as my brother in Christ, and it literally no. fucking killed me. <laughs> it was the, the thing about Eddie Munson, like, oh my god, I love Eddie Munson. Like, my brother in Christ. You made fun of every single person who acted like Eddie Munson in high school. Oh my god, and that's so true. so hard. Why have I never heard someone call someone else my brother in Christ. That is so fucking funny. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> I fucking love it. I wish that I... I don't think I'm at the point where I can pull it off yet. But I'm going to adopt it. Cause I, I like, like that. it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Okay, well. Should we uh, finish this up and then get on to the very last episode of this season? Yes, ma'am. Okay, we will see you guys, well, next week for you, but uh, about five seconds for us. Uh, Yes. (laughs) Goodbye. Goodbye forever. Thank you for listening to Mysterious Ish. All episodes are available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or your favorite podcast directory. Follow us on social media at Mysterious Ish Pod. If you have topic suggestions, questions, or stories to share, you can email us at mysteriousishpod at gmail.com or visit our website at mysteriousishpod.com. Make sure to come back next week for another discussion about the mysteries of the universe. <laughs>